You're listening to Wisdom of the Ages, the show that taps into the many expressions of universal, ancestral and personal wisdom to ignite evolutionary consciousness. Welcome and blessings. This is Ann-Kate Sullivan, host of Wisdom of the Ages. So I'm currently recording a series of episodes on higher consciousness, and the subject can take very unlikely turns today, like equi coaching. But but let's get into this. So I love horses. I grew up in rural Virginia. And when I was a kid, almost everyone around me had a horse and we could ride everywhere and we laughed and we played and we spent hours ambling down gravel roads. And I made my own path through woods and you know, it has changed. You know, now there are fences and people wear helmets. People, it's it's not quite as free spirited. Um, but my love for horses has never wavered. And I think people love horses globally. I mean, a lot of people love horses, and that's what we're going to get into today. And I think the way that we're working with horses is now changing. There's a lot less. I mean, I was into competition and you know, we were taught to dominate the horses, and there was a certain point where I just couldn't do that anymore. It didn't feel right. The horses weren't happy. And so I started really exploring natural horsemanship and other ways to work with horses. And um, so we're going to get into this in, in this program. And I, I think it, this might just really melt your heart. They, you know, our, our young people today are having a lot of trouble because of all, you know, the pandemic and all the things that have been happening and changing world. And one way to really help a, a young person, a teenager, actually a person any age, is to develop a relationship with a horse. And, um, you know, just to be out in nature. It just, it just changes things. Because when we're in relationship with animals and with other people, our, li- our lives can change for the better. So I was excited to hear from my friend, photographer Jake Sutton, about the work of Linda um, Utley and Team Horse. So this is like right up my alley. So Linda works with horses, young people with, with English language immersion. She lives in France. And so they you can go to France and and um, do an Eng- English language immersion. I know people are listening from all over the world. So if you want to learn more English, you can go there. Um, but her real focus is personal development. So she, Linda promotes the well-being of teenagers using horses. And so, so I'm really curious. So she does some work called equi-coaching. And we're going to find out more about that after the ad break. And there's also a supportive Unlock Potential Foundation, which was created to support Linda's Horse Center. And you can check videos out, very interesting videos on unlockpotential.foundation. So I can't wait to find out more about equi-coaching and all of Linda Utley's work. I'm going to take a quick ad break. And you can go and find out more just about Linda Utley on lindautley.com, L-I-N-D-A-U-T-T-L-E-Y.com. So when we come back from the short ad break, we'll talk about horses, healing, healing the world, (laughs) one person, one horse at a time. We'll talk about equi-coaching. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is 
and Kate Sullivan. And if you're interested in higher consciousness, you can find many more Wisdom of the Ages episodes on superpowerexperts.com slash wisdom of the ages. So today we're speaking with brilliant guest Linda Utley about her, her work with horses, team horse, and also equi coaching. So welcome, Linda. Thank you, Anne. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be here with you today. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you. It's very inspiring. I'm excited. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. Yay. Well, okay. So one thing I I heard about was uh, just a little taste of a, a first pony you rescued. Can you tell us about that? Let's just dive in. <laughs> okay. So, um, so I'm originally from the UK, as you can probably tell with my accent, and I'm from the north of the UK, north of Manchester, so a little town called Blackburn, where um, it was an industrial town, cotton mill town. Um, there was no horses. Uh, we didn't grow up with horses. Um, we had to kind of walk miles to see horses and and, and such like. And I was um, had a fascination with horses, uh, what I'd seen on television, and um, I just it was instantly fell in love with with the energy of what I was feeling from horses. And um, every holidays, uh, we used to ring around farms and ask if anybody had horses that we could come and look after and such like. And nobody ever did because people didn't have horses, you know, um, back then uh, where we where we were. And um, Apart from some some um, some people that uh, travellers that had kind of uh, come into the town, they were about probably about four kilometres away from us, and I'd seen an advert that was advertised in a little pony uh, sale, and, and it was it was a lot of money. It was I was eleven years old at the time, so I'm going back kind of forty years, uh, telling my age. And um, this little pony was for sale. It was for sale for about seventy-five pounds, which was a lot of money, a real lot of money in those. And especially for us, because we, you know we had we grew up with nothing really, and uh, we certainly weren't a privileged family or anything like that. And um, so I said to my friend, "Let's go and have a look at this pony, just to give us something to do. You know, it's a, it's a weekend, and let's go. And, let's just go. And, you know, let's go. It's 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 about four kilometers away. We can walk. Let's go. So we go." Nothing in mind, just thinking, you know, we'll just go and see this little pony. But of course, when we get there, this little pony is in this really small shack um, that hasn't been cleaned for like, I don't know how long. And and of course, right away, my heart melted. And, um, and of course, I wanted to buy this pony. So I went home and I begged my parents and they said, we can't afford it. We don't have that kind of money. How can we look after a pony with nowhere to put it? All the usual things. And um, I cried and I cried and I begged and I cried and I cried and I begged. And I went to bed that night and in the middle of the night, I woke up with this great idea that everything that I owned so my bikes, my dolls, everything that I had, I would sell to the local second-hand shop. 
So that morning, very excited, I ran to the to the man who had the second hand shop and I said, please, will you come to my house and will you buy everything, everything that I have? I've got to raise £75. And um, he came and he took everything that I had. Uh, my sister gave me a couple of her things and I raised £75 and I went Aww. back that <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> and I went back that afternoon. I walked four kilometres and I went back and I gave that man £75. And uh, it was way over expensive for a Shetland pony. It was a little Shetland pony. And uh, and I did work and chores and raised £3 a week to keep her, which is what it cost me at, at that time. And, um, and I kept her and I cleaned her out and I walked her. And um, and that was the first little rescue pony, and I was eleven years old. Oh, that's a lovely story. So <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. It's so cute. So I mean, you had the horse bug from the beginning. <laughs> that was just that was just it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. was she your inspiration? Was that pony your inspiration? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And um, I didn't kind of realize that until later on in life that um, I would go on to rescue more horses, which is what I'm passionate passionate about. And um, to understand horses um, on a very deep level. And, uh, and and yes, I think she she was the insp- you know, an inspiration for for what we're doing today uh definitely and um yeah and I'm, I'm pleased with that experience it was very difficult at the time very emotional very difficult for me as an 11 year old uh having to do what I did but yeah it's definitely part of what I'm doing today yes I mean I I do think some people have the bug that I I um when I I think I was 11 or so 11 or 12 my aunt said if I cleaned out all the horse stalls, I could have riding lessons. And so I would spend the whole summer cleaning yeah. I knew countless stalls. Probably made me really fit too, you know, but I would do anything in order to get a riding lesson. Yeah, yeah. we do, don't we? We do. Yeah. That's exactly what we all did, I think. And uh, yeah. 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 Um, but I think it does teach you something about working as a team. And, the, and, and I, I've, I've always felt that if, if um if you can um really take care of a horse and you can go win a blue ribbon or you don't even have to you just trail ride but I mean if you have a, a a goal and you go and you can accomplish it I think it helps you in every other aspect of your life would you say absolutely yes absolutely I mean I, as as a uh, eleven year old child I was so determined and motivated and you know I mean I've told this story countless times to to people when I you know when I was working I used to work in mental health as a nurse and I used to tell this story to to some of the nurses and they used to say I tell my children now if ever they ask me for something if they really 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 want it they'll find a way that's it find a way yeah and and she's they tell she says I tell them your story it makes them think and if they really want it, they'll find a way. And I agree with that. It's know? true. Awesome. And also, I did show horses in the UK. And I remember that first place is a red ribbon over there. <laughs> the blue ribbon. Oh. In the US. <laughs> 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 it's a little different. The cultures are really different. I actually enjoyed working with 
horses in, in both places. Um, I mean, the, the horse in the UK, it seems like it's just part of like the horses in the UK are just part of each other's soul feels like, would you say? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Maybe. Some ways, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, um, growing up with horses in, in, in the UK was, was not always quite so easy for me um, because I was always uh, looking for better ways. I wanted to understand horses really from a young age and why they did what they did, uh, you, know, you know, and not to ignore behaviours. And um, so... I, so for me, it was a, a real journey of discovery with horses for a lot of years, you know, and people uh, when I was growing up and as I got older and got more into horses and then, you know, got involved in, um, you know, equestrian centres and these kind of places. And what I was seeing um, with how people were with horses was not how I was. And um you know, the, the, a lot of people's emphasis was on competition and, and things like that. And that was fine. That's great. But for me, it was more about, you know, but why is your horse booking? Why is it running off with you? Why is it doing this? And I, I, I really wanted the answers to that kind of thing. I was more into psychology and, and, and behavior, really, of horses. So, and that didn't really go down too well um, with a lot of people. Um, you know, the people just say, well, you're just not doing anything with the horses. You know, you need to be getting on, you need to be doing things. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was doing a lot, you know, I was doing so much with horses, uh, but in a total different way, but it's not always, uh, it's not always easy when you're a little bit different. I, I found in my experience anyway, I found it wasn't quite so easy, uh, being different. If I can say that, um, on uh, on on a, on a question center where everybody's doing the same thing with the horses, and right, I really right. wanted to be different. No, it's true because you know there. Uh, I know when I when I was there. Well, it's also true here. People are keeping the horses in their stable, and they have their competition that they want to go do. And no one's really, or very few people, or it's. I think it's changing now. But when I was young, for sure, people weren't really necessarily thinking about the horse. The horse standing all day in the stall, or I mean, they wanted the horses to be sound and they wanted the horses to be safe. But this, this, there was a, it's almost like a, a consciousness shift. It felt felt like to me when I, I think it was when I had an older horse I, who I, who had competed for a long time. And I went to go see him one day and he, he like ran away from me. I was like, what's, what's going on? This is my horse, Noble. He was, he was really, he was a big old Dutch warm blood and a great teacher and I realized he didn't want to work with me in the same way anymore. So I started meditating with him, which is, you know, and everybody in the barn thought I'd gone crazy. <laughs> you know, And I'm like, no, he's talking to me. He's got a huge heart center and he's talking to me. So I, I really try, tried to learn how to um, communicate. I had an animal communicator come and tried to learn how to communicate with him. And I felt, I found, I mean, this is a way out there, but what I found that, um, if I sent him images with my mind, he'd sort of turn around, and look at me, and he'd send me images back. And it, I discovered uh, the, I had the vet come out and check him, and he had developed a um, I don't know what the name. It, it, he had a he had a knee that he had injured, and the vet said, "Well, look, you know, he's actually wobbly. If you get on him, he might fall down." So I so the, he he was actually kind of explaining to me that he needed to be retired, but. Um, but I kept him as a friend 
uh, you know, on our property for about 10 years. And, and, um, and really I taught, I was telling you, I taught something for a little while called Equimagic, where it was really about, um, you know, slowing down, letting the horse come to you and, 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 and actually learning that we can do interspecies communication and they don't, they're not going to talk like you and I are speaking now, but they do send images. And then just from their, um, from the way they react and the way that they work with you, there's a, there's a lot going on. And of course, it seems to me that when you work with, um, when you understand that about animals and how sensitive they are to, I, I have one horse that was a stallion, um, and he would read people a long way away. And he, if if the person was not um, balance, a balanced person, it, he could become kind of vicious. So it was interesting to kind of watch that and understand that some horses are very sensitive about their space and so are some people. So tell me, I mean, I've just kind of toyed with this. This is your your work. And, but but I know it's it's really powerful, and I f- I feel it's the way of the future. You know that that we need more work like this, especially because the kids these days are having trouble. So t- can you tell us a story about like one of your students and you know how the horses impacted them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got obviously quite a lot of stories, <laughs> but um, one in particular that really stands out for me was uh, a young girl that came and. Um, I picked her up from the train station and I could tell instantly that this was the girl that was coming. I just knew. And um, and I don't know why, it's just intuition. And um, so when I I went towards her, um, she wouldn't show her face. She had her hair covering her face. She was really lacking, um, you know, self-confidence. And um, she would speak to me, but she wouldn't look at me. And and I thought, okay, this is this is fine, and you know, I do what I do, and I made made her feel comfortable as soon as I possibly could, and got her smiling, and um, and she chose a horse because when they come to us, I ask them to choose a horse, and I ask them to try and connect to a horse intuitively. So, so I don't really want them to choose a horse because of its size or color or its breed or anything like that. I just say to them. Just, just one that you know. You just kind of feel that your eyes are drawn to all the time. That's going to be the horse for you because I don't tell them anything about uh, the history of the horses. All our horses are rescue horses, so I don't tell them anything about the history of the horse until the end of the week. And because I don't want it to influence how they're going to work with the horse or anything like this. And this particular girl chose. Um, Interestingly enough, she chose the horse that I would call is our spiritual horse. He's more, for me, he is the most spiritual horse I've ever worked with. And for me, he's more in the spirit world than he is in this physical world. And so he's highly, highly sensitive and he brings beautiful gifts to people. And she chose this horse and um, and her story started to evolve over the week with me. So she got more comfortable. She started to tell me that how she herself lives more in the spirit world and, um, and that she's quite isolated in school. People uh, think that she's weird. She's a bit strange. 
Um, she was quite open with me that, she, you know, her, she speaks to spirits and um, her, her dog that she recently lost, um, she is completely connected to in spirit. And um, and she's, she finds it really difficult to interact with people on this physical plane and that um, she's not, she doesn't feel that she's accepted at all for being special. You know, and I said to her, but you, you know, you're very, very, you're very special. You're unique. And um, you just need to find your tribe and your tribe you will find, you know, in your life. And um, as she's working with the horse and we, we give them some specific exercises that helps them to recognize um, any obstacles and blocks that they're having in their lives and, and to, to release them. And these exercises give them some tools and uh, for her to have some self-awareness. And I said to her, and as she's working with the horse, you know, we, we, the horse can't see her face. And this was probably three days into into it being here. And I said to her, you know, you're doing really, really well, uh, you know, now with this horse. And, and I said, you know what? I said, I'm sure he would love to see your face. Aww. And she kind of she, <laughs> yeah. she kind of looked she kind of looked at me and and a little bit confused. So I kind of I kind of imitated how she was interacting with him with her hair in her face, and I did it to her by by mimicking her and she kind of looked at me and laughed and and I said you understand that and she went yeah okay so she continued to work with the horse and I left it to her it was her decision and then I saw her put one part side of her hair behind one of her ears so she put you know she didn't do it with both sides she just did it with one side and she continued like that for the rest of the week. Even in her interactions with the other students, she kept all the time putting her hair behind her hair. She, like she didn't do it with both. But for me, that was massive because she was starting to step out into the world. And that's what she needed to do. And this is what I said to her, you know, this is what I tried to encourage with her. And, and for me, that was a beautiful story and a beautiful development for her. And, and she's coming back this year. So I'm so excited to see how she's progressed uh, since that time and, and to see whether she's really put now, put her completely off her face um, or whether she's kept, you know, the one side off her face or what. I'm really excited to find out what's happened to her. But that for me was a, was a really, really inspiring story because it was brave for her to do that. You know, she's been hiding, you know, hiding her face from the world and because she's special, you know, and and, and mm. people aren't embracing that, that this this uniqueness in, in, in teenagers. You know, people are seeing this as weird, strange, you know, because she's not on a telephone or social media all the time. This girl's just, you know, she's, she's special. And that's that's yeah. what we wanted to embrace with her. That's so interesting because I think people will start to find their place. I mean, you know, our 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 culture. I mean, the, definitely in the U.S. There's not necessarily a, a place for the healers and the. I mean, there there is actually, but you have to look for it. You know, there's a it's a, it's a fr kind of the fringe, um, but these people. I mean, in in most cultures, people with special gifts like that are are um, 
in in the like the Native American or the Native and in, Indigenous, like in the with the Druids, right? And the the yeah. Indigenous um, Europeans. Uh, these these were skills that were highly revered. And um, it's probably a good idea to make space for this again. So people can be who they are. We want everybody to be their own authentic, precious, pearly self. They're, you know, exactly. they're, we don't want cookie cutters, right? We want to say everybody's Exactly. Unique. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, so supporting each other's uniqueness, I think, is, is marvelous. And um, because Absolutely. we each have a gift. I feel like each one of us has a gift. And um, some are easy to recognize because they fit into the the culture, and then some aren't as easy to find. But I feel like when when our young people find that that gift, that they can they can really excel. Like my my son, for instance, loves he works with draft horses. They go out and they and they collect um, maple syrup in the winter in Vermont, and he loves driving these draft horses and um, and just hanging out with them and he loves to create edible food forests and it's just like his thing it's his passion it's unique but i i think it's fantastic you know and he's find found his tribe of people that love sustainable agriculture and and yes uh, right i just yeah. love i love seeing these these um these kids finding these these interesting things um, yeah yeah and 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 as you say, you know, I mean, to promote them being themselves, you know, and 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 you know, to 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 get rid of the masks and be allowed to be free in who they are, you know, and 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 it's difficult. It's very very difficult for them now. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not saying it was any easier for us, but uh, you know, with social media and and you know the emphasis on that and stereotyping and how they feel that they've got to be and. And, 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 you know, here in, in France, I find is a little bit, um, a little bit more difficult in, in the sense that, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure put on teenagers in schools and, you know, to be perfect, you, you, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and I'm sure it's, it's, it's like that, you know, in other countries, but it, this is the feedback that I'm getting from the children that come to us, you know, the amount of pressure that's put on them in schools. And, um, and and it's difficult and it causes them stress and um, and not only, you know, in schools, but pressure, you know, from other areas in their life, uh, from friends and, you know, how they're supposed to be, you know, they're, they're being told on how they're supposed to be in their environments, in schools, with friends, on social media, and they come here and, and mm-hmm. they don't know how to be anymore. You know, they've just totally lost this connection with themselves, you know, getting back to nature and and they're not functioning if they haven't got a telephone in their hand, you know. And it's this is the kind of thing we need to bring back to these teenagers. You know, they are in, in, in a state of since COVID, I'm not blaming COVID, but since then, you know, things have been difficult for everybody. But teenagers, you know, from, from the research that I've looked at here in France, you know, that the um, suicide rates and, and attempts at suicide in, in teenagers, you know, has, has gone up 27%, you know, since it's up 2021. It's up 65% here, apparently. Yeah, in 2021. It's really it's bad. Like, I mean, we, what's like, happening? It, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't think we're meant to be locked down. I, it's, you know, we're meant to be social creatures and this, you know, I guess it happens occasionally. We have a plague, but 
but I, it, it did have a really massive impact. And like my son, my, I was Ivy league. So I was all about, you know, Ivy league school. My son was going to Bennington and during the pandemic, he's like, I can't do it. I can't sit in a room looking at a screen. I'm going crazy. And I listened to him. I was like, okay, find something else to do. Go for, you know, what, what's mm-hmm. going to make me happy. And he's like, I want to be outside with the trees. And so we just made that shift. And I think, and I could really see, and it's not just him, but the, uh, the, the other people around him, he, he also works at a center with um, autistic children. And you can see, um, you know, they're out with the cows and the chickens and, you know, out working in the gardens. There's something about these, they, they just start to align. And I think nature is so important because if you can put your feet on the ground, if you can put your hands in the soil, you you start to find something that's that's your own true nature and um and i love academia too i'm in, i'm an academic but i but you know i think the reason i could do like i got my phd king's college london right but i think the re- and i studied oxford i mean i did all this stuff the only reason i could do is cuz i had a horse i could go ride and i don't think i could have done it otherwise i don't think i sure. you know i think the pressure would have been too much Sure. And so I, I really, you know, I really support these programs. And I don't think that, um, you know, even though I love studying, not everybody does. I think, in fact, no. a lot of people don't. My husband, my husband was an ex-middle linebacker. He played with the Jets and the Bears. He's like, he does not want to open a book, you know, but he yeah, has yeah. this different brilliancy. He's got this kinesthetic brilliancy. And I think that's a... Um, a quality that's not necessarily recognized in people is when they're more body centered and they, you know, and, and they, then they get labeled as ADHD or they get labeled as dyslexic or yeah, they yeah. labeled as something else, but they actually have a different way of, of working and perceiving the world and they can be geniuses. I mean, real, they just have a different way of doing it. And, um, and I think what I've seen is with the people working with horses, these gifts start to come to come out you know, would you say that's true? Absolutely. And and I think um, just going back to, I mean, the, the teenage years, I mean, for me, the reason I'm so passionate about teenagers is because for me, my teenage years were a very, very difficult time. And at that time, I hated studying. I hated being in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as I've got older, I love learning. And, and you know, I, I have a real thirst to learn. But at that age, it was, for me, a very, very, very difficult time. I was in a very deep depression at 15, mm-hmm. and I was battling uh, my own mental health problems at, at that age. And um, and so I can really relate to these teenagers. Horses saved my life. If it wasn't for horses, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that horses um, had this fabulous gift of of mirroring uh, of mirroring us I didn't see this until I was in my 30s mm-hmm. and even having had horses um again since you know from 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 around about 20 years old I I I, I was able to afford my own horse um and you know, I was battling my own demons of depression and uh, and suicidal ideations and all these kind of things. I was in a really, really bad place. And you know, I, I say this to the to the children. You know, I, I I use kind of a metaphor and I say, you know, 
imagine we've got these sacks on our back, right? You know, imagine you've got this bag on your back, okay? And we're putting all this stuff in there. All these emotions are going in there, okay? And then we're closing the lid on that bag. And then what happens is, you know, because that's so full, we need another one. So then we have another bag, okay? And then we put all this stuff going in there, you know? And then that gets full and we have another bag. And I said, if you end up like I did, you know, 30 years old, I've got that many bags, I can hardly walk because it's so heavy, you know? And so I say, you know, let's get this lid open right now. Let's get this open. Let's get start to get rid of it at this age. You know, don't take all these bags with you into, into your adulthood because, you know, because then it becomes more difficult because you've so many bags to get rid of. And um, because these children that are coming, we've been seeing so many different patterns. You know, the first year, uh, most of these children were suffering with uh, stress and depression and uh, anxieties. This last year that, that we, we've had the children, uh, there's been a lot of bullying uh, that, that we've seen with the children. This year, we haven't started yet. We've only done um, started in, in over the Easter period. We only did three weeks there. So we'll see over the summer if there's a pattern again with these. But um, I'm so passionate about this age because, as I say, it was such a difficult time. And I wish I could have had, you know, somewhere where I could have gone, someone I could have spoken to. Yeah, I horses definitely, and and being in nature to find myself. I was so lost, yeah, and there was nothing, nothing there, and mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and this is this is why I think I it, it went on for so long for me to you know get the help that I needed, and it was horses that that, that did this for me. I think this is this is so good, and I know we have people you know from all around the place listening to this, and not everybody can get access to a horse, but you know. I think I think you can connect with a a cat or a dog or a um I, I love the wild geese here you know I, sure. I think you can connect to plants to trees to um to I think anything in nature that you can you know and even I mean even if you're in a stuck in a city you can grow you can go grow plants inside you know I and I um so I really encourage everybody to um to to make to really work because we were isolated and 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 actually in in most cultures isolating people is a type of punishment we're not meant to be we're meant to be social creatures so this is something that we're learning about we've got to work through right so one thing i think psychologically to, to understand is is you know the formation of the ego and uh you know we're we here we come in it was come in pretty clean and by the time we're nine we've we've developed an ego structure which we're supposed to do because you can't be functional in the world without ego structure, right? So you, you need that so that you take your place, you know, whatever you're meant to do in this world. But the, the there's a thing that happens at nine and then again, about 12, 13. And it's, I think it's a very pivotal uh, period. And, uh, and I think this is something we need to start addressing in our schools. And, and I'm not sure it's really happening yet. I see it in, in say the um, the Steiner schools, the the really good uh, Steiner schools are, have an understanding of it, but we tend to throw all of our teenagers together in a great big uh, school, and then and they're just stuck in this very material, sterile environment. And like you said, there's uh, there people aren't playing guitars and <laughs> doing plays, or right? they're on their cell phone. 
So there's something about, um, I think the educational system needs to change or, or needs to open up to embrace um, many ways of learning. And, uh, and I, you know, we're, we're making, we're making strides. So, so I think all we can do is just keep, keep the conversation open. And, you know, if, if parents have uh, children or, or young people who are listening to this and they know that, because de- I think of depression, this is how I've always seen depression is, is when a depression comes, because it happens to everybody, you something will happen and you'll have a period of depression in your life. That's just, that's a given. But what is depression really? It's your it's your soul talking to you, and if you and if you really listen to the messages of your soul, and, and a, something like a horse has such a huge heart, can help hold you while you listen to who it is that you're meant to become. You know, uh, I think it can be it can be really pretty incredible. So, and these backs, you know, if you, if you think about the development of the ego. All the traumas, the pain, the insults, the misunderstandings, all of this become this ego shell. And it become and some people will eventually call it something like an iron pearl. You can, you can, you can have had so many traumas that what happens is you become almost like a floating island. And uh and of course everybody experiences trauma. Some people more experience uh uh some people are more sensitive than others. But I mean, we know, for instance, that horses are really good for soldiers when they come back from war and they're dealing with PTSD. Sure. So horses are one of these things because horses have what, what I understand is horses have a group think they understand how the herd is moving. So when you start to work with horses, you start to move into this group, this group dynamic. And I don't think hum, humans, I mean, we have it, but I don't think we're, we're con- we've consciously developed it. And I think it's a, like a step, an evolutionary step to, to create that. What would you say? Absolutely. You Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, of course, I mean, horses, one of the reasons that they're so good at helping people as well is because horses, you know, they create these relationships within the herd and uh, yeah, and and it it allows us to have these, you know, to create a relationship in turn with the horse back, and and they show how, uh, you know, how how we can be in a relationship, and and and, and lots of other things that, that they bring into into these sessions, you know, for, for young people, not only for young people, but but for adults and anybody that's that is um, in in contact with horses. I mean, I, I've also said about you know if horses are a, a true mirror of of our you know of our our true being, our authentic self. Um, that these horses are doing this everywhere. They're doing this in uh, equestrian centres. They're not trained to do this. It, you know, people that own horses. And you know, are, are, are coming home from a, a stressful time. Uh, you know, they've had a stress, stressful day at work, and they go to the horse that is supposed to be a relaxing time. And they get up there, and then they start working around with the horse, and 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 they wonder why the horse is is isn't performing, is underperforming, and the person's frustrated. They think they've left this frustration at work or whatever. And uh, and the horse is, is is reacting to the stress and frustration. The person doesn't see this, and they say, 
oh, but now my horse, what a day I've had, and now my horse is 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 giving me a hard time, or whatever it is that they say, and um, and it's not, and the horse is becoming a reflection, yeah, of, of the person, and the person's not seeing this, and and this is happening everywhere. If this is the case. This is happening everywhere with horses, you know, and, and horses are social creatures. They live in herds. They all have their positions within within the herd, mm-hmm. and um, and relationships and different relationships, and 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 I think that's the beauty of what they bring uh, within these coaching sessions. You know, of what they have to teach us um, about nature, about relationships, about teamwork, about groups. Um, all these things, all these things that you mentioned too. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and there's a, there's something else too, is that, uh, you know, we have a competition horse and then something happens to them. They get injured and they can't, or they get navicular or something happens. You can't, and people put the horses down. And I think that this is a, a big mistake because an older horse is like, you know, it's like an older person. They have a lot of wisdom, you know, yes. I don't. Yeah, I remember how many times like something horrible happened in my life and I, uh, you know, and I went and just wrapped my arms around my horse and just cried and they totally understood. You know? Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I mean, and there's no judgment. There's no judgment. I mean, think about the girl, the girl that whose face was covered. I mean, the horse, the horse wasn't judging her while I, you know, and, and, and that's the comfort that they bring, you know, and it, so it, it's, they, they are incredible incredible uh animals they don't have those wall i keep thinking about the you know the ego because we the ego eventually it gets piled up so much that we create we actually create a pain body and you know that's something we i mean i'm sure you've really you know gone into this development of the pain body and what that's like but i think what the horses do is that they can actually help us melt the pain body so that we're not, because if you really identify with the pain, I mean, some people like literally live in physical pain all the time. Some people are living in psychological pain all the time, or, you know, they have a, a you know, particular piece of history they can't work through. And I mean, this is just, you know, a real human uh, dilemma that, that many of us walk around with. So the, but the horse actually helps you melt that pain, that pain body. So instead of being completely trapped inside your head and think you're crazy i mean what if you'd have a huge pain body you will think you're crazy but it's not even true though it's a lie and the horse the horse will help you understand that you're misperceiving yourself because in truth we're all beautiful lovely every single one of us are beautiful beings so the horse helps you melt this untruth that you've locked yourself in and then can reconnect to the to your heart and when you when you get out of the head and you're really working more from the heart and the belly, you know you can start working from more intuitive places. The horses horses can really open up intuition, don't you think? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's certainly what one of the gifts you know that we see them them um, bring to the children all the time, time and time and time and time again. Absolutely, yeah, and and and. You know, I think in the world that we're living in, you know, now, you know, we're coming from, we, we're not coming from the heart, like you say. We are coming from the head. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of losing that. We're losing that, What you know, what is nature and what, what we had so many years ago. And, and, um, and I think the horses bring that back for us. They bring us right 
back to basics, the awareness. And yes, and, and why do they melt away this, this you know, this the physical, uh, physical elements and, and, and such like? Because they connect us to, you know, what we have that's emotional because every physical ailment has an emotional attachment. And as being aware of and, and making us aware of, you know, why, and put in simple terms, you know, what is making us feel frustrated? What does that frustration really feel like for us? Because how you feel frustrated is very different to how I feel frustrated, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, it, it, it's it's bringing everything back, opening the heart, our hearts it hardens, you know, we're closed. We're becoming closed in society. You know, people aren't speaking to each other anymore like they used to. People aren't taking things, you know, to their neighbours anymore like they used to. In some parts, people aren't even speaking to the neighbours. They don't even know who the neighbour is anymore. You know, you we're becoming closed down. The, the um you can't see because oh, this is just audio but I'm holding a very tiny kitten and speaking of neighbors bringing me things she my neighbor brought me this three week old kitten and said I, I don't know what to do with this and handed her to me and I saw it I just have finished bottle feeding her she's just, she's right now biting my hand oh, <laughs> she's biting the hand that feeds her but I she just totally melted my heart you know just holding her. Because I, I had to feed her for every every three hours, you know, <laughs> for night and day for until yes. she got all stuff. And um, and she, yeah, she's just my little. I think she she helped heal all sorts of things within my heart. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth yeah. all, all the three hours of feeding and, and <laughs> up in the night, and it's definitely worth it. I've done the same, so I know. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. It's really it's really special, and I know that people, you know. Even if you're in a situation where you can't have your own cat for some reason, but you you can still go. I mean, you can go and work at at, at rescue places. You know, when the animals need it. I know an, another fellow uh, who who I've had on the the, the show before, who uh, Mike, um, who does uh, something called Elf, and they go to um, rescue centers and they read stories to the animals. Oh, beautiful! The children go and read because I, I publish a lot of children's stories, and they go and they and they read to the animals, and you know, so it, how beautiful! A, isn't that a lovely thing to do? Yeah, yeah. So sure. I think part of sure. our our evolutionary journey here is to go. Well, hang on a second. Yeah, you know, the mind, the mind. You know, we have AI. The mind's uh, great. I mean, not to uh, belittle the mind. We want a great mind, but we also want a big heart, and we want we want healthy bodies. So, so I think the evolutionary process is about being a whole being, not a part, partial being. Sure. Mm. And, and knowing how to embrace all of it. You know, like emotional, like let's talk about emotional intelligence for a little bit, because I think that's what horses really teach. Yes, exactly. That's what, exactly what I was just about to say. I think yeah. you, you, the horses bring them the part that we're missing, mm. you know, um, and, and, this emotional part, and, and and again, talking about bringing us back to you know our true selves, our authentic selves. You know, we're, we're playing a part. For the most, most of us are playing a part, and we're not we're not coming from our true our true selves. Mm-hmm. And if we can if we can get this at an early age, and you know, prevent these children from. Um, 
you know, from from putting these masks on and 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 stop them from from living from a false place, you know, uh, at an early age and doing it in an environment, you know, that promotes that, you know, with nature and you know, fresh air, uh, outdoors. Trees, you know, trees have a beautiful energy. You know, if if, if you can't, um, if if you don't have access to horses or 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 you're allergic to animals or any or or cats or horses, you know, trees. You know, being in the forest. You know, for some people, mm. I know we're all different, but you know, people said to me, Linda, how do you, you know, kind of release everything? You know, when you've been working with children and the horses, and and I I go into the forest. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I have to take in and breathe in some, some tree energy, you know. But I think, you know, if we can get this, uh, the teenage years, and get them, you know, saying, it's okay for me to be me. Yes. To be real. <laughs> you know, and if we can do this, you know, uh, and, and, and help these children, teenagers, you know, and and tell them that it's comfortable and it's okay to live from the heart, you know, and to connect your heart out there, uh, you know, then why not? It's a beautiful thing. This is what we need to hold this space for them now. You know, it's calling out for it. The horses are there doing this naturally and 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 wanting to do this you know the the and 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 it's a, it's a beautiful place you know for this transformation it's being with the horses is is a beautiful place it's a privilege um to have this gift from horses and what they bring to us we're so lucky you know the people um all around the world that you know are involved with horses how lucky are we to be in the presence of this beautiful creature that brings so many gifts is much more than, you know, um, a commodity, uh, you know, um, something to go and, and uh, help us bring home a rosette or, or something. They're much, much, much more. They can, they, they can really connect us to who we truly, truly are, if we just open our hearts and our minds to that mm-hmm. and allow them to help us transform or, or bring us back, right back to our, our, our you know, our soul center. Oh, it's, so, it's so true. So what's your vision for the, over the next five years? Oh, wow. Um, to, we kind of want to extend um, our facilities. We're in the process of extending our facilities at the moment. We're, we can only work in, um, in the good months, in the summer months, because uh, we live in, in Brittany, northern part of France, and, of course, it's very wet. Uh, so we're uh, in the process of, of extending facilities and hopefully having creating a, an indoor area where we can work so that we can we can accept people all year round. We want to obviously offer what we do to adults as well and create um, programs of personal development and therapeutic programs, therapy programs um, for people to come and stay and um 
have um, you know have this intervention and personal development programs, therapy programs with the horses that we've been creating now for the last three three years that we've been actually using for the last three years. This has all been being created all throughout my lifetime. I think it's what I've been working towards, and 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 uh, and now it's really coming into fruition. But over the next five years, we see that we see some extension of facilities. We really would like to take in more rescue horses. And um, so that we can take in, uh, we can offer uh, places to more people. And we do offer accommodation on site. We'd like to extend that as well so that we can offer, um, you know, more uh, accommodation, residential uh, programs. And, um, and we want to look at, you know, we want to look at other areas. Of, I mean, I was, um, I'm very, very passionate about PTSD. You spoke about PTSD earlier. I'm very passionate about PTSD because that's what I was diagnosed with PTSD uh, when I was in my 30s. And so I'm, I'm really, really passionate about helping people with that because it, I know from my own transformation how the horses have helped, helped me with that. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it's just constantly expanding evolving more horses more people more programs and um and that's 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 the vision that's that's to just keep going and um and open this up to more and more people is this something that can be done on zoom or does it have to be done in person it's you know it needs to be done in person because you need that you need the, the energy and the connection with the horse so it's it's it is an an in person definitely an in person mm-hmm. thing. I wonder if um, they could make it like a series of videos or something so people could try things with their own horses or with. Um, absolutely, I mean that's something yeah. that we we are definitely looking into in the future. You know, putting together some programs so that people can go away and try. You know, if we, because I've created specific exercises that um, you know that help with letting go of control, letting go, you know, looking at boundaries, setting boundaries, actually mm-hmm. recognizing where our boundaries are, mm-hmm. uh, where we need to push and, and, and pull boundaries, energy, you know, how we're using our energy in everyday life and things like this. So, so you know, what we've created through these exercises, absolutely we could think about uh, putting together some videos um, so that people could take those away and practice them with their own horses. Yes, that's a great yeah. idea. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I, it's just, it's so interesting. You have two on your on your website that I watched. And I, you know, I think horse, horse that's one thing because they're herd animals. Like if you're if you're not standing in your power, they will knock you down they will let you know that you're not standing in your power if you're and if you're too controlling they won't have anything to do with you and if you know and if you're and if you're if you try to dominate them it tends not to get very well either so it's you know so they they sort of teach you how to be part of the herd but I think some videos showing that would help people grasp the ideas because I mean we've had a history for a long time on the planet earth of just dominating the horse so you yes. know, the shift to letting the horse, the horse teach us something about its own wisdom is, uh, could be really. That's a great idea. That's definitely something that we could, um, I, people have asked us in the past to, for, you know, for videos and, um, it, it's, 
at the moment we, we're just expanding our, because we're fairly new you know in the last three years we've been creating that we're actually using this mm-hmm. and, and and I've been creating these programs over the last three years so we're relatively new you know mm-hmm. so that we're relatively new into this and so mm-hmm. um, we need a because at the moment I've been you know I'm kind of finding myself doing everything I'm doing the administration I'm going out and running you know writing yeah. programs doing the doing this that you know it's like yeah. when you first set off with a business so so right. you know we're, we're we're open you know to to, to you know to team players to come in along and say you know you know I can help you with the, you know I hate doing social media and marketing I have to <laughs> it's not my thing but I have to do it you know yeah. and um so hopefully someday somebody's going to come along and take over that part for me. And that's probably the time that we can start to put these things together and, and you know, these videos for people that right. we can take away and, and, and start doing this, of course, with their own horses. Absolutely. It's a great idea. So why France? Ah, why France? Well, I think it's really needed. I, I always said, um, I always thought that America was 10 years in front of England and uh, and France was ten years behind England <laughs> in horsemanship and, and how they look at things and um, and I came here basically. I mean, I, I care. There was no specific reason for France. Only the fact that I found myself um, being guided here to France. Um, I came because I wanted to. Um, I was at a, a stage in my life where I wanted to connect spiritually to horses. Um, I was a Reiki master. I'd done some animal communication. And I was finding that I was blocked in England. There seemed to be too much stress around me. And um, what I was doing, um, people seemed a little bit closed down with in England. And I kind of felt I needed to, to move away from England and uh, and to breathe, and France kind of um, showed up right at the right time for that. And um, I ended up coming and moving to France. I gave up my work in in mental health, and I moved over to France to to try and do this. I don't know what I was doing, but I, I just knew I needed to connect spiritually to horses. And of course, it, I knew it was a connection to my deeper self same time and um and I came here to do that and found that the system here for me to work with horses and to 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 offer anything to people um you know to, to have clients come in and work with horses there was a lot of red tape and it stopped me from doing it and and so Really, it's really strange how life sends you in different in different directions and throws you different curveballs. But I ended up doing music, strangely enough. Another passion of mine is 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 is, is singing. And um, my husband now is 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 um, my second husband. So uh, I moved to France with with my first husband, and uh, we separated, we divorced, and I uh, I got together with my present husband, who is a professional was a professional musician, a professional pianist. He plays some of the music on some of the videos that that yeah, I listened. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we got together, and I, I was working, I was traveling around France. Um, 
we had a country rock band. Interesting enough, I'm a country singer. I love country <laughs> music. I love it. living in the wrong country, I think. I should be living in America. But... <laughs> I if, I had, if I had the choice, I, I my first place that I would love to have moved to would have been America. Because uh, okay. I love this whole ranch thing and country music is really in my heart and my soul. And, <laughs> uh, and here I am in France, but hey. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we ended up... Um, uh, gigging around France and um, and, and Switzerland. And it was a great time. We did that for, for about five years. And and so I kind of drifted away a little bit from horses uh, at that time. And um, we had a move back to the UK and, um, and I reconnected to horses. And this work then really started to kick in because it was at this point where I, I had to really work on my own uh, personal development. I was not in a very good place. And um, where I was in my life at that time was mirrored to me uh, through my horse. I didn't recognize it at first. And um, my, my, my horse was, um, she had two, two different behaviors. One, one, one minute she'd be kind of rearing at me. And then the next time, so for people that don't know horses, so she would be standing on her back legs and almost picking her front legs at me mm-hmm. and um and then the next moment she would be have her head really close to the ground and I'd be really struggling to to move her oh. and I said to, I, yeah really straight and I said to I said to my husband at, at, at the time I said um, is she like this with you you know when you're taking her to the field or you're bringing her back from the field is she, does, does she show you this behavior and he said no and I said, well, this is really strange. And I kind of thought nothing more of it. And then this particular day, I was bringing her in from the field and I could hardly move her. She was almost like her legs were going to buckle underneath her. Her head was really close to the ground. And I, and, and I, I looked at her and, and I had my, my friend was there at the time. And my friend said, your horse, Linda, looks depressed. And that was it. That was a, oh. a light bulb moment. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I said, in my and I said, she's not depressed. I am. Yeah. And that was it. It was a real light bulb moment. And and then, and this is the beauty of us, because I I actually had been going and having some counseling sessions, which um they weren't working for me. They really weren't working for me. I, I, I in fact, I, I felt I was coming out of the counseling sessions uh, more angry than than when I arrived. Uh, so they weren't really working for me. And uh, and people were saying to me, "Oh, you need to get help. You need to get help." You know, like people do, and they're only being helpful. But and it's strange how we don't listen to people. We say we we don't want to listen to people, but when the horse mm-hmm. or an animal shows it to us. Boom. That was the moment that my life changed because then I knew, I thought, well, this is not fair for my horse to be carrying what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. And at that moment in time, um, there was a big, big shift for me and I had to go and get myself sorted because seeing that reflection of myself in the horse, you know, it was was so enlightening, so I, she woke me up and I went, I got help. 
and um, the help that I got, um, it was it was hypnotherapy. I was really skeptical about it, but it's my my husband who said, "Just go and try it, see how you go." And long story short, it changed my life and made me want to to become a hypnotherapist. And and that's what I did. I trained as a hypnotherapist, and um, and the rest is history. And and that's that's. Uh, I continued with uh, more studies of therapy and doing different therapies, and and um, and I utilize all these today in the program that I use with the horses. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I think they do really mirror us in, in such way because there's no judgment. They're just going to show. They'll just show you something like they're just going to mirror you. And if you're open enough to actually see it and 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 engage their reflection, it's it's really powerful. They're so accepting. And then, you know, once you clear, clear something up in yourself, it's some kind of, you know, it's just probably some kind of obscuration misunderstanding. Once we clear that up in their self, the horse is clear and that, and you don't go back to it. There's the, they don't, they don't, they don't revert back to the past, which is a really nice. Exactly. Thing do, right? no, they exactly. They're not like us. No. <laughs> right? they, no. they don't do no. that. They're pretty much in the present moment, which I really, and I think actually, I think that's one of the powers too. It's like, you have to be in the present moment with a horse. If not, they're going to stand on your foot or, you know, something. And, um, and I, and I think that's, that's really helpful. I, well, my gosh, I could probably just keep talking to you all day, and I, and we've we've been going on for I think over an hour now. So it's <laughs> been a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. And, um, so if people want to, I guess. Oh, uh, I think I saw a donation site too. Like if people want to donate towards your cause, um, they can do that somewhere. Is that correct, or is that on? Yes, absolutely. That's the that's the Unlock Potential Foundation. Okay. Um, yes, and um, any any type of um, donation would be absolutely greatly received. All the donations will go towards uh, placements for people. I am really, um, um, it's really important for me, for us to be able to offer places to children, uh, underprivileged children. And, uh, and also, um, so um, donations will go towards helping with, for that placement for, for underprivileged children. Also for us to continue to rescue horses and, um, and obviously for, for um, you know, the, the, the keep of, of, of the horses as well. So that's, um, that's what we ask for in, 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 uh, in any donation and any donation at all, no matter what amount, is greatly, greatly appreciated. Okay, and that's on, on unlock, unlock dot foundation, unlock dot foundation. Yeah, unlock potential dot foundation. Okay, foundation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and your website again is lindautley.com you can get more information there and um you can contact me anybody any questions i'm happy to answer any questions any help support anybody needs and uh, anybody any questions about the horses and if you know if they're having any problems with the horses the horses are doing any mirroring and they're not quite sure or (laughs) or whatever i'm i'm open and i'm here and i'm happy to offer any support or any advice anything that i can offer to anybody uh please just get in touch send me an email via my website um find me on facebook also um as you want 
That's wonderful. Okay. So is there a final message you want to leave everybody with? Um, open your hearts and, uh, and be you. I think that sounds like a big one. I mean, it's a tall, it's a tall order for all of us, but I think, I think We're that's, all trying. The, right? that's the next step. All right. Well, that that's it. That's all the time we have for today. So you've been listening to Ann Kate Sullivan, host of wisdom of the ages, and you can find out more about my work on AnnKateSullivan.com. And thank you, Linda, for your wisdom. It's just been marvelous. I've really, really enjoyed it. And uh, thank you to everyone who has joined in as well and all your furry friends and the trees. (laughs) So (laughs) may your lives be filled with boundless potential. Until we meet again, may wisdom reveal its secrets to you one message at a time. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.